Donnie Schott sweeps the weekend, but no, he's not winning the Outlaw title. Ricky Thornton Jr. also swept, and he could win the Lucas title. Plus, people are mad about restarts and rainouts and more. Let's go. It's Monday, May 22nd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. A weekend sweep in Ohio of the Outlaw shows had people talking about Donnie Shots being quote-unquote back, and I've fallen down this trap before. Certainly been a very off season for the 10-time champion, and he was off to his worst start since 2005. From March 31st at Devil's Bowl to Hobstad on April 29th, Shots had finished outside the top 10 in seven straight races. Since then, though, that team has looked very different. Five podiums in the last six races, laps led in three of them, and then the two weekend victories. Friday at Attica, he came alive late in lap traffic and took the lead from Rico Abreu right before the white flag. Afterwards, it almost seemed like he didn't believe it. He made a reference to a Kenny Woodruff quote about even monkeys fall out of trees sometimes, and then got choked up when talking about all the people who sponsor and support the team. And Saturday at Sharon, after starting on the pole and duking it out early with Carson Macedo, Schatz seized the lead for good on lap 11 and never looked back. It was very much shades of the Donnie Schatz that had dominated the series for so long. Leaving the weekend, he's now fifth in the championship standings, 156 points back of Brad Sweet. And that's quite the rise from ninth and 194 back following Hobstop. I'm going to pick on him a bit here. He was certainly not the only one to say this, but I'm going to call him out anyway. Uh, On Saturday night following the win, Dervision's Chase Rodman tweeted that Donnie will be in the hunt for the championship come November. It's certainly an interesting take, but not one that will actually happen. And here's why. In order for Shots to climb back into the championship fight by World Finals, he'd have to return to the same form we saw from him in seasons like 2018 and before when he was winning 20-plus races a year and running away with championships. At this moment, Schatz already has 11 finishes outside the top 10 this season. For comparison, Brad Sweet had 10 all of last season. Brad had 13 in 2021, 8 in 2020, and 7 in 2019 while he was winning four straight championships. Schatz basically can't finish outside the top 10 for the rest of the season. And on top of that, his current uh, average feature finish is 8.95. To compete with the top guys, he's got to at least get into the fives in average finish. If we figure this season will go 75 races, uh, that means 54 races remain. He'd, uh, over that 54 race stretch, he'd have to average a feature finish of 4.71 just to get to an average of 5.9 for the year. And that doesn't guarantee him the championship. You're probably looking at needing to be in the mid fives or better, which means that 54 race stretch will have to be in the low fours for average finish or maybe even high threes for shots to get there. It's something we've seen from him before, but again, that was five, six, seven, eight years ago. It's not impossible, but I think highly improbable that that happens. The top of the series is just too strong right now and 54 races is a long time to go without having any issues. Looking uh, around the rest of the results, it was another strong weekend for Rico Abreu. Led laps in uh, second on Friday, fifth on Saturday. He's now gone five straight races inside the top five. Shelton Hoddenshield was good both nights. He finished fourth and third after having three straight races outside the top 10. And in the standings, both David Greibel and Carson Macedo finished ahead of Brad Sweet both nights, so they made up ground. Headed to Attica this week, Greibel is 20 points back in second and Macedo, uh, Macedo 30 back in third. 
I also saw there were some complaints about starts and restarts. Folks complained about Gravel's eighth to fourth jump at the start of the Sharon Dash. They complained about Sheldon uh, during this the Sharon feature not getting uh, uh, you know penalized for jumping, and then that was combined with Logan Shuhart being docked uh, two spots post race because of jumping the final restart. Those are judgment calls from the tower. Camera positions at these tracks don't always give us a great view on Duravision, so I think it's kind of tough to say one way or the other whether these were the correct calls or not. Uh, jumping over to the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, they were in Iowa for a weekend doubleheader between 300 Raceway and 34 Raceway. The narrative around dirt late model racing as a whole lately has been very much centered on Hudson O'Neill and the tear he's been on with the Rock House Car. He was leading both the Lucas and Flow Series points, and he's won like seven times already this season. But after wins both Friday and Saturday night, Ricky Thornton Jr. has seized control back of the Lucas standings. On Friday, he got around Mason Ziegler on lap 13 and went the distance, and Saturday he was by pulsator Tim McCready on lap 18 and again drove away at the end. And in between, he was involved in a scary incident Friday night where his merch trailer uh, ended up upside down after he left the racetrack. He and his family were okay, their motorhome was okay, but the trailer was obviously not. With the Show Me 100 lurking later this week, RTJ is back atop the Lucas points by 40 over O'Neill. Brandon Overton has stayed within striking distance as well in third. Uh, McCready led his first laps of the season on Saturday before making a mistake late and dropping uh, from second down to 12th. He's fourth in that final championship spot right now. And the guy who continues to lose ground is Jonathan Davenport. I feel like we keep saying his name over and over again. He was in the hot pit both nights with issues and now has gone four straight races with finishes outside the top 10 in Lucas competition. He's fallen to sixth in the standings. A hat tip to Mason Ziegler, who had a strong week in Iowa, leading laps and finishing at least top eight all three nights. That included a night with Flo and then the two Lucas nights. His all-black uh, car with the disappearing logos continued to be easy to spot, even if you can't read anything on it. Uh, looking ahead, the two prelim nights at Wheatland don't pay points this week, so just the big show on Saturday is that last opportunity for guys to get into that top 15. With the Word of Outlaws Late Models, Ryan Gustin was the Friday winner at Marion Center. He got to the lead on lap 7 and topped Shane Clanton and Brandon Shepard. There were plenty of big movers in that one, including Nick Hoffman, who went 12th to 4th, Bobby Pierce went 16th to 5th, Tanner English 24th to 6th, uh, and Greg Satterley 18th to 7th. Dennis Herb Jr. was strong with Flow Series uh, leading into this weekend, but needed a provisional to start the Friday feature. That was after switching to a backup car before his heat race. He ended up in the uh, 14th position on the night. This was a race he had won last year. Uh, headed to state line on Tuesday, Chris Madden has a slight four-point lead over Gustin in the standings. Kyle Bronson is third. Shepard, Hoffman, Shirley, and Pierce all still in the fight. I know some folks are pissed the Saturday race at Port Royal was canceled. Some claim the weather was never bad enough and others wanted a rain date. But I'm not going to uh, question tracks and series when they cancel these things. If things look like they're going sideways, I'm good with whatever they decide. We don't need these places taking a loss when the weather is iffy. And I know that pisses people off, it pisses the teams off, but uh, we can't expect them to just race because you want them to race. This is a, They're trying to run a business here. Also, hat tip to Nick Hoffman for super trucking to Muskegon County on Saturday night. Picked up the $10,000 win there after the outlaw rainout. He's been very solid so far This uh, kind of in this first season of full-time late model competition. That first outlaw win, I think, is coming here pretty soon. A weekend all-star wins went to Zeb Wise at Outlaw and Corey Eliason at Weedsport. Zeb won in his first star back in the Redeem 26 after sitting out with that concussion he suffered at Eldora. That team made a crew chief change to Tyler Tessamaker after Florida, and it's brought them to life. 
Zeb was second on Sunday and could be, I think, one of the better chances for somebody to really challenge Tyler Courtney this season. Saturday race at Fonda was rained out, and then that Sunday win at Weed Sport went to Eliason with the Crouch Motorsports guys. Eliason was shot out of a cannon late in that one. He went fourth to the win in just a few laps. It was his first All-Star win since East Bay way back in February of 2022 when he was still driving for Rudine. With weekend finishes of fourth and third, Sunshine now has eight top fives in 11 races this season. Now, Hunter Schoenberg had a forgettable two races. He finished 16th at Outlaw and 21st at Weed Sport after a late incident. The All-Stars race four times this week, starting Thursday at Bridgeport. USAC Midget season is finally off and running after three races over the weekend. Ryan Timms was your winner Friday on the small track at Belleville, Kansas. He topped Jake Andriotti and Zach Dom for his third career National Midget win. Tim's did not keep the speed up, though, finishing 14th on Saturday and 15th on Sunday. That Saturday win went to Zach Dom, who was the beneficiary of contact between Chase McDermott and leader Bryant Wiedemann on a late restart. Wiedemann, I think, had the field covered, but left the bottom open just a little bit. McDermott tried to go in that hole. Jade Avedisian finished second with Thomas Meserol hard charging from 19th to 3rd. Jade actually led the points going into Sunday at Sweet Springs. I think they said that she was the first woman to lead the USAC National Midget Points. But a dominating win from Jacob Denny, plus good runs at Belleville. See him uh, now leading the points after these opening three nights. Midgets will be back again in a few weeks. Silver Crown Series. I hope you had a chance to watch that one. It was a barn burner on Saturday night between Brady Bacon and Justin Grant. Big sliders from the two, uh, a tight battle, but JG got a little too eager late and nearly wiped both of those guys out. JG threw a slider that kind of looked like it started in turn three, and he was trying to clear both uh, Bacon and multiple lap cars. Uh, when he tried to clear Bacon down the front stretch, the uh, Macho Man was still there on the outside. The two came together. JG ended up in the outside fence going for a wild ride. His night was done. Bacon, though, survived the incident to go on to the victory. Bacon was diplomatic about it afterwards in victory lane, uh, even though the move was pretty damn aggressive. Silver Crown is on the pavement at IRP on Friday for the Hoosier 100. Other weekend open wheel winners included Dominic Selzy with NARC at Petaluma. He handled the field and has pulled to within seven points of Corey Day in the standings. The ASCS did have to pivot, but they got both Longdale races in. Jason Martin won his fourth straight race on Saturday. Seth Bergman uh, struck and won on Sunday. Bergman has a slight points lead now headed to Lakeside and Lake Ozark this week. Freddie uh, Raymer won at Williams Grove. Dylan Norris won at Lincoln. Brian Brown took Knoxville. Bill Baylog and Jordan Goldsberry won with the IRA. And Joby Miller and Aaron Reitzel grabbed Power Eye for 10 wins. Other weekend late model winners included Corey Hedgecock bagging a nice 20 grand with the All-Stars at Beckley. Carson Ferguson was a Hunt the Front winner at Swainsboro. And Jason Fager and Ryan Unzicker were Mars winners. That's it for the show today. Make sure to take a peek at the streaming schedule at dirttracker.com slash watch the night. Like and subscribe to the show. Feel free to leave any comments you have about the weekend's racing in uh, the comment section below. Hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.